and welcome. We're going to play a game that's not D&D. Why did you laugh at me? Was, you can't start out by laughing at me. Sorry. It was just... Okay. It was the game show of it. It was... Hello and welcome to tonight's episode of Not the Mortal Path. It is it's still, still the Mortal, the mortal path. path. You should you should let people know in case they're like, what is this podcast I'm oh, listening shit, to? Oh shit, I've downloaded the wrong thing. What is this? Yeah, exactly. Maybe you should start again because we interrupted <laughs> you. Oh god, okay. Hey, alright, we'll start again. God, keep this for the fucking blooper reel. Alright. <laughs> Kitty's just gonna laugh at me again. Kitty, no laughing. I am, yeah, sorry. special episode of the mortal path where we are going to play a game that is not D&D. uh there are that was even more game show hosty than yeah, my first really time but really, i liked, really I liked was. it more though liked it so there's only three of us tonight between myself kitty and ed we are going to play a good game no don't say hello i've cut you off <laughs> you can say hello later uh we are going hello? to play a very good game hello okay <laughs> is this on is this on hello okay <laughs> all right I am recording with the two of the silliest members tonight, so it's going to be a wild ride. Um, we are recording a game called The Junkyard, and this was a game that was written for the Emotional Mech Jam, which was hosted by John R. Harness and Takuma Okada. Really, really awesome jam. Lots of awesome games came, o- came out of it, and we are going to play The Junkyard, which was written by Matthew Guzdial. Or Guzdial. We probably butchered your name, and I'm very sorry. You can find him at... Matthew Guz on Twitter, which is M A T T H E W G U Z. I'm I'm dead ass excited to play this game. I'm telling you, like, explicitly draws on on being inspired by Gundam, and I have been I have been. You people at home will not know the lengths to which I have been going off about wanting to play a game that has anything to do with Gundam. Yeah, I can I can confirm that that our our DMs are just full of. Ed being like, I want to play a space game, a mecha game, please. Look, here's a space game, here's another space game. Also, have you ever seen anime? Because here are some clips. <laughs> hey. Yeah, Ed is very often, have you ever seen anime? Have you? It's great. Have you guys ever seen anime before? <laughs> I, I've never seen anime, actually. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so this is inspired by Gundam. It's inspired by uh, gangs of children getting into trouble, um, as in the Goonies and the Sandlot. I've never seen Gundam. I don't know the Goonies or the Sandlot. Um, and it also says games like The Quiet Year and Fall of Magic. So I know The Quiet Year. So that's my whole thing that I'm coming in from. Like E.T., right? Like any game with like I've never any seen movie E.T. With... either. Oh my God. I'm trying you to know think of what other kids movies there are. someone did on Twitter, which was incidentally, <laughs> thank you very much that person because occasionally we get fan interactions <laughs> and it's really charming. But the thing that they said about Yubi was knows absolutely no p- cultural references at all ever. No, seriously, not one. Yeah, no, that's yeah, true, that's isn't true. it? Yeah, I've never seen E.T., I'm sorry. This is about Gundam and, and 80s, 90s movies about gangs. I have seen Stranger Things, 
So I'm kind of yeah. basing mine off that kind of understanding of like 80s kids. I think it's absolutely got that kind of vibe, but less yeah. grim. I have not seen Stranger Things. Now, I have a pertinent question, possibly pertinent for the listeners as well. Ed, what is Gundam? Gundam is it's a show about robots and the people who pilot them. Is Gundam the one that's getting the robot Shinji? No, that's Evangelion, which, interestingly, to date this podcast, today Netflix will be announcing when that's coming to Netflix in a oh. twist of fate. Yeah, uh, somebody described the difference between between Gundam and Evangelion is that uh, in Gundam, they put the kids inside giant steel cases to protect them from harm. And in Evangelion, they put the kids inside giant cases so they can hurt more. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> So is so, it a bit like the Jaegers in Pacific Rim then? Yes, it's it's a giant robot. Because that I have seen. There is a war. It's very sad because there's a war and war is bad. It's it's a war movie where a kid is forced into war and has to pilot a giant death machine um, to survive. Okay, so let's get into this because it's already been like 10 minutes and we've done nothing. So the premise of the game is that the players take the roles of uh, a small gang of children who explore the junkyard and find pieces of mech so that these mech pieces have either been recently destroyed and dumped there um, or have been kind of like lost or abandoned there. Um, we will take turns to salvage mech and we will try to avoid capture from the quote unquote wreckers who are the people kind of in the junkyard already dismantling and salvaging bits of mech that aren't us. We the, the game is played in three phases. There's a setup phase, the play phase and then the final phase. And we're going to go through all of those. It's important to note that we also will be exploring the story of the mech and the pilot that we that we find. And like the story ultimately ends in some kind of tragedy, but the children's story needs not. So the mech and the pilot somehow ends in tragedy, but we don't necessarily. It's very much in the style of The Quiet Year and that it's kind of imagination and we should be bouncing off one another rather than like correcting each other or saying what if instead of your thing it was this thing type thing so much a lot of yes and yeah <laughs> exactly so the things you need to play this game are a deck of cards a note card for player information and some shared space to draw our mech which we are going to be doing on roll 20 and we will be releasing as an incredibly cryptic screenshot i'm sure um oh, good, we good. yeah people love those just complete you know they, incomprehensible do they, do they love those is that true i don't know i love them though and i'm mostly in control of the twitter so i like them too excellent we are going to do the first thing which is the setup phase we are going to set up the deck so we're going to remove jokers extra cards and put it into piles according to sweet suit Suit. Suit. If you're interested uh, with what I'm doing with my hands right now, it's that. That's reassuring. <laughs> hey, Ed is looking like he's not paying attention, but he is going to be our card master tonight so that we don't have to keep opening different tabs on card things. And I don't have to deal with the little spinner things everyone kept clicking when we were playing The Quiet Year, which caused me no <laughs> yes, end. Yes, that was so fun. No end of frustration. <laughs> Sometimes it feels nice to touch cards, you know? Sometimes <laughs> it feels nice. It's a tactile experience, right? Yeah. I'm all for tactile experiences. You're going to be taking on Kitty's role um, as the BBC presenter of the prompts and things when it comes to what card is drawn. <laughs> Do I need to talk about these cards? No, they're, they're unless they are incredibly special in some way. But they are, uh, we've, you've sorted them into suits and they are going to represent the 
four quadrants of the junkyard. So the same way, if you listen to our Quiet Year app, that they were seasons, now they are parts of the junkyard and Ed is going to assign them north, south, east and west and will let us know what is what and Kitty and I will make a note of that. Do you think I need to shuffle these? You absolutely need to shuffle them. I'll do that. Give me a sec. Um, do we right. want to talk about um, character setup while I'm doing this? Yeah, let's do that. Um, so we each have a note card. We are going to add a couple of things and then it says that we should put all the note cards on the table to see and state character pronouns. Uh, but we can't all see each other's note cards, so we're just going to read them out. I mean, we should put those on roll 20, right? Just type them in. Oh, yeah. Or, I don't know how or... to do that. Well, we'll just stick them in the chat bit. Do you know who's very good at roll 20? Who? Gary. Yeah. Mm. If only he was with us today. If only. If you'll note to the top left, I have drawn in the arrangement of the card decks. Yes. Now, I'm not very good at cards or cardinal directions. So would you read them out for us? Uh, so north we have clubs, east we have diamonds, south we have spades, and west we have hearts. Thank you. Now I'm very excited to put my name in here because I would like to know how you think it's pronounced when I have typed it in. <laughs> All right, I, I have put my name in the chat. Now, I'm good. what? Yeah, okay. Ed, that's that's a whole name, huh? Yeah, um, who okay. are we going to start with? Let's start with me because I am first on the screen in terms yeah. of avatars. And so when we go to the right, I'll go to Kitty and Kitty will go to Ed and Ed will go to me. Okay, cool. For when we do, when we go right for our bond. Cool. Yeah. So we are going to go through our characters. We've all made them up on the, on the spot pretty much, I think. And we're going to go through them. <laughs> so my name is Cosmic, spelt with a K. My look is shaved head, oil stained, bruised knuckles, bright green eyes. My personality traits are angry, kind, and longing. My background is war orphan, which is your parents died in battle against the enemy. People tell you that they're heroes, but you're not sure. If they were heroes, shouldn't they be here now? My goal is to make something bigger than me. And uh, we'll do bonds in a minute, I think. We'll do bonds in a minute. Uh, oh, and pronouns. So. Cosmic has just asked the both of you to use she, her pronouns for her. Cool. Me now? Yeah, you now. Okay, okay. My name is Pigeon. Uh, I use <laughs> he, him pronouns. Okay. Uh, my look is grubby. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, covers everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, personality, flighty, distracted, and hungry. Background, refugee. Your birthplace was destroyed by an assault from the enemy. You're new and you're scared, but you try not to let it show. Oh. Um, and my goal is that I want once we've driven the once we've built this mech, I want to uh, drive it back home and shoot the baddies there. All right, Ed. Ed with the name okay. that Kitty and I can see typed. Kitty, can you have a go at this name, please? Could you have a go at pronouncing it? I just want to see. Rethorn. Oh, close. It's it's Wreath. Oh, I would have said Wreath. Uh, that's that's a good choice. <laughs> Just oh, Wreath. Yeah. Uh, it is spelt R-E colon and then the old English character Thorn, um, which is pronounced... Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Those who yep. try to say the letters... So it's pronounced Wreath. Uh, her pronouns are she, her. Um, her look is crystalline and changeable. Um, so I didn't want to play a human... <laughs> Um, so what I'm doing is okay. I've decided that, that Wreath is a member of an artificially created species of um, 
inorganic humanoid. Okay. Um, so she is made of crystals uh, and can change in shape. I've changed my mind. I'm a talking lion with wings. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Okay. Um, okay. Her personality is rebellious, stubborn, and curious. Okay. Her background is pilot, and the pilot says, um, you're not sure why, but you've always had a knack for operating vehicles, be that driving, flying, whatever. It's all you can really think about. And her goal is to leave this hunk of rock. Okay, so now we've got to choose bonds. So we have to give a brief description of your relationship with the character to your right. Obviously, we're not actually sitting next to each other. Very sad. So we're going to be going right across the screen for the layout of the avatars. I also have a unicorn horn. Are you actually a talking lion? Yes. I'm a refugee from a place where my kind is completely normal. Okay. <laughs> just, just a grubby Gru- lion called pigeon. Grubby lion called pigeon. And wings. And wings. And uh, sorry. And a, a unicorn grubby... horn. Okay. I feel like you're mocking me. Nope. Here. Yeah. Okay. I'm getting into the spirit of things. Well, that's kind of siblings out the out the whole window there. <laughs> for that you one. could be adoptive siblings. <laughs> could be adopted siblings. Yeah, family is where you find it. Oh. Uh, yeah, do you want to do you want to do uh old, older sibling? Do you want to be the older like lion sibling? No, I think Pigeon's quite young. Okay, do you want to do younger sibling? Pigeon would be a little sister, little brother. That's a good point. What sort of age range are we thinking here? Like are we thinking like early teens or like I mean, it depends what the lifespan of talking lions with wings and unicorn horns I'm is. I'm saying map this across to the real world for a bit so we can like I'm going to say Pigeon's about 10. Okay. I was going to put Cosmic at about 13 or so. Cool. I'll jump in the middle, around somewhere in the middle there. All right. So let's do our bond being uh, younger youngest, uh, younger sibling. Yeah. So you're the younger sibling. Mm-hmm. Cool. My bond with Wreath is going to be, because Wreath is the pilot, so they might actually be able to get the mech back to where I want it to go. So I'm going to say it's kind of a hero worship thing. Ooh. I just think Wreath's really cool because they can drive things. Nice. Okie dokie. Wreath, wait, is is Wreath they them or she her? She her. She her. And I have one with Cosmic. Um, I'm going to say Rival. Okay, that's fair. Nice. I think that works well with, <laughs> with uh, Cosmic being angry and uh, Wreath yeah. being rebellious. Plus, I really like the idea of like um of of pigeon's older sister being like the rival of of pigeon's like um what you call it am i gonna be peacemaker again you're a hero okay. worship i yeah. don't know i don't think pigeon's so no you're 10 just play you off yeah, yeah. 10 years 10 year olds are not peacemakers you are going to side with wreath every single time no matter Shit, what yeah i am yeah i am yeah there's no peacemaking here we're going to leave our items blank and we're going to do our world setup. So I think the way that we could do this is to, if each one of us answers one of the questions and and we go around like that. Cool. Maybe if we work together on what the setting is like and then we each get to answer the three in the middle and then we work together on the last one. Sounds good to me. So we're going to work together on what the setting is like. So what do we think? I um, would like to uh, canvas Ed for opinions first. Okay, um, yeah. I'm happy with, like... So it says the default is a semi-fantastical science fiction setting. Um, I think that works because we have a talking lion. Like, this isn't going to be hard sci-fi type setting. Yeah, I'm getting a little bit of, like, a prequel Star Wars theme. 
in that sense. Okay, yeah, you know? with those kind of um, with a large variety of like creature and and people types. I'm yeah, getting a cer- I'm getting a certain sort of space balls. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I don't know what that uh, is. Could, you know oh what I could gosh. do, Hickety? I have the power to, to. We both have the power to like outfox each other completely because whenever the other one makes a reference, Yubi will oh never God, understand it. And you can just pretend you don't understand it and win. So. I don't know what space balls is. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, you're missing out. Yeah, but I think I think it's more fun if we go more towards the like the the fantasy type setting of Escaflone. So I think it is it's definitely a future, but it's a future of like it's a fantastical future, I think. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know about Okay. I'm not sure about outright magic. Like if that exists, it's like magic that powers machines, I think. Mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I definitely want like okay. sci-fi with monitors and you gotta have like small teleportation possibilities and uh levitating things and light speed travel and stuff i mean none of that's i I doubt any of that's going to actually be uh buildable in a junkyard but it's a thing i don't know it's a junkyard in in a semi-fantastic future anything could be in there right who knows what's ended up there there's been a war right like you've got to dump all the uh war machine somewhere yeah yeah for sure okay i like that so the next one is what is the nature of the enemy does anybody particularly want to answer this one i mean giant space bugs is always a favorite giant space bugs very like nausicaa valley of the wind type giant space bugs or okay spoilers alert they're not bad guys okay um i was thinking more like starship troopers don't know what that is but sure jesus christ (laughs) (laughs) okay giant cockroaches that have spaceships okay cool let's do that so the nature of our enemy and they talk to you telepathically they can get in your brain okay so not like not like bugs like just a generic monster that wants to eat things like bugs that are actually like intelligent and have higher thoughts yes and stuff like that okay yes yes okay so definitely like right, enemies nice. but so... like enemy people but they're just yeah different to humanity yes that's a good point is cosmic a human? Yes, cosmic is a human. Uh, okay, so the next question is, what is the nature of this war between me and you, Ed? Do you have a particular inkling for this one? Or shall I go? I go for it, I think. Do you pick something? I think the nature of this war is one for resources. So I think that like humans long kind of laughed about them being you know, like the cockroaches of the universe type thing, being the ones that were going to planet hop and like devour worlds. And we built, you know, decades of media based on that thought. And then the the enemy arrived and we realized truly how tiny and puny and kind of resilient we are. And so this this war is is, we're proving to be a particularly tricky planet in the way of like some sort of cosmic overtaking. So... Do you think this is like a human home planet or is this like a a world on the outer rim type thing? Is this like the far... Has human society like spread out and invaded other places and then we stopped doing that and somebody better came along who was just better at it? Yeah, I kind of... Yeah, that's that's the kind of vibe I'm getting. I wonder if we are on a world that humans went to for resources and then the big guys turned up and said, I think we'll have this actually. Yeah, I think I think that's it. That's the kind of vibe I'm getting. And also, it lends more credibility to flying unicorn lions as well. That we're also on other worlds. Don't know what you mean. Shit. So, like, you know. And crystalline beings. And crystalline beings, of course. Exactly. Sentient crystals. 
Uh, and the next question is, what is the nature of the wreckers? And this one's for you, Ed. Hmm. I wonder if these are some kind of aspect of the planet we're on. Like, I think this is a planet that is inherently hostile to the life on it. Not in a, like, a really aggressive way. I think it's just a kind of... This planet does not like people being on it. I think maybe there was nobody on this planet, and then humans arrived on this planet for the resources, um, and then eventually awoke some aspect of the planet that does not like people mm. being on there. I nice. love that stuff. That's my favorite trope is when like the planet wakes. Usually it's like when the planet wakes up to help save the people, but I'm also very into the planet wakes up and deals out some punishment. Right, we, like the hum- it's not our fault. We're kids, right? We just, our parents or whatever, or, or however that works, came here like a while ago, or maybe our grandparents or something arrived here mm. uh, and started mm. mining. And the earth eventually was like, no. But also like this is a battlefield between these other species the enemy um and humans so the enemy that we are actually talking about in terms of the war enemy is nothing to do with the wreckers no they're different which is interesting yeah Yeah, Yeah. totally different okie dokie that's very cool so our last question is how does your gang all know each other we are related so that's how we know each other i mean are we are we genuinely related or are we like i turned up as a refugee and you took me under your wing that you know i nice pun but that's kind of the vibe that i was getting so i because we because if we're related but we've got different backgrounds it makes sense that like if cosmic was like a war orphan who has the the kind person who already knows what it's like to be alone (sighs) oh no (gasps) i tried to do a character that wasn't about that fuck i did it again (laughs) damn it oh okay that's fine um but yeah who who found or who came across um pigeon and took them in as as a younger sibling type thing yeah yeah who's who is a refugee from maybe like either another planet or another part of this planet what do you think well ed said nothing lived on this planet so i'm gonna say a nearby moon Ooh. okay i think what i was saying was that like eventually humans move there so there will be human settlements where they can like where the people who do the mining and stuff live but i have a feeling that at some point during the war uh hostility was such that the i don't think humans are probably up to it but i'm gonna say that the bugs were able to blow up the entire moon oh so my my moon does not exist anymore it was very small and it was very sparkly and pink and now it does not exist you're a moon lion, a lion from the moon. I'm a, I am a, well, I mean, I'm, I'm half moon lion and half unicorn, but yes. This is very good. Now, I have also never seen Steven Universe, but I'm getting a Steven Universe vibe from what we've set up, from the screenshots I've seen. Okay. There is a lion in I, it, I believe. There yes, is a lion. And it's pink. I wasn't, but I'm interested. This game, I think, is what I thought Steven Universe was like. So, yeah. at least how we've set it up. So... So you, how do we know each other anyway? Like that's that's the question we came here to ask. Yeah, how do we know? So that's how Pigeon and Cosmic know each other. How do we know Wreath? I think so. You guys are kind of on the outside of society, right? At this point. Yeah. So I think Wreath's generation. I think her species is quite young. Like I think she's like maybe the fifth generation of these these creatures. So like. Or, or even less, maybe. But I think, like, maybe she's, like, the first set 
to be allowed to like go to school here. Ooh. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, but I think because she's rebellious, she does not want to go to school. Um, so okay, I think she fair. just like runs out of school. Mood. Nobody really gives a shit because who cares? And goes to maybe we just hang out somewhere. Like we are the kids who don't go to school. This is very much something I'm familiar with. So I'm down with that. Um, I would point out that Pigeon has never not gone to school before and thinks it's absolutely amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's very oh, good. Oh, Pigeon. I like. I also like the idea that despite nobody really taking responsibility for us to at least, that we are still expected to go to education. <laughs> you know, somehow. Don't know who they're going to punish when we don't. I mean, maybe you're not, right? Like, maybe you aren't expected, but Wreath was expected. Um, I don't know. You tell me. Are, are, are they expected? I think originally Cosmic would have at least tried to put Pigeon through school because that's mm. a good thing and to try and do normalcy. But yeah. that has not stuck for Cosmic and therefore that has not stuck for Pigeon. Yeah, I'll just come with you today. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> or, you know, like we've we've missed, we've missed the bus. See. So, you know. Oh, okay. I'm hungry. I think like one of our commonalities is the adult humans here don't really give a shit about any of us not going to school. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. I think so. Okay, so we are going to... So I think we met probably at the junkyard. I think that's probably where we hang out. Yeah, probably. That works. I think it's like that thing where like... It's nice and easy. We've got like a den there, you know? Like we've got like... (gasps) Do you know what, Pigeon? We might live in the junkyard or at least on the very outskirts of it. I probably have to go home sometimes. Home to where? To who? I have a parent. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm not an orphan. I have a parent. He's, um, you know, he drinks a lot now. Um, and he uh, is kind of at work the rest okay. of the time. All right. Cosmic lives in the junkyard, at least on the outskirts of it, for sure. You know what I'm kind of imagining here is those, like, you know, in anime, and I guess also in real life, <laughs> they have those, like, slopes down by, uh, like, rivers. Like, green yeah. slopes down by rivers, uh, like, near bridges yeah. and stuff. And just kids hang out. Oh there. well, the bank under it's, the bridge. It's a staple. It's a staple of anime that the, you have those, yeah. those yep. like, parts up on banks down by rivers. Yeah, yeah. I think I think there's probably like some really gross river that goes through. It goes in nice and it comes out gross through the junkyard. Yeah. To be fair, occasionally I go home and then I come back with uh, enormous carrier bags full of space snacks that I just took out of the cupboard. <laughs> Excellent. That's very good. <laughs> Okay, so we are going to... We've done the setting up phase. We are going to move into the play phase. I love to play. I haven't read that far. Neither have I. Okay. Okay. Uh, So, okay. (laughs) Wow. Uh, So, it's turn-based order. Okay. (laughs) All right. So, uh, we are going to take turns. For the first turn, we have to decide as a group who is the unofficial leader of our gang of children, or alternatively, the most impulsive. I think that's up between Cosmic or I think it's Cosmic. Because Cosmic is the oldest. I think it's Wreath. You think it's Wreath? Okay. I think it's Wreath because I think Wreath is is curious, and I think like Cosmic occasionally needs like a kick to like get out the hunk of kind of you know metal hut that she's kind of built mm. as as home type thing. So I I feel like I feel like it might be Wreath. Okay, I think that fits because I think I think what yeah like the main difference between wreath and cosmic is that wreath very much has chosen to come out here whereas cosmic has not had so much of a choice in all this Mm. yeah absolutely and i think like the the rebellious and stubborn and angry and rivals thing means like wreath was like well i'm gonna go do that and cosmic's like well 
and and of course Pigeon's like, well, I'm gonna follow Wreath, and so Cosmic's like, well, yeah. I'm not fucking letting you go by yourself. So <laughs> yeah, I think you know, yeah. I think I think that's the kind of vibe. So Ed is then going to take the first turn, which is great because Ed's read the document and knows what he's doing. Cool. Um, <laughs> hey, we'll work through it. Um, I want to search a quadrant for parts. Okay. Um, so what is happening here? Oh, okay. So I've got to describe an element or a brief scene. A brief scene or a snapshot of the character doing this using an element from my character sheet. Mm-hmm. Oh no, oh no. We're essentially betting. Oh, we have to bet this element of the character against it. Yeah. Mm. I'm going to start with by betting stubborn. Okay, interesting. So I think what happens is that Wreath is looking around the the junkyard and finds like an interesting place where where she can see down like through some big piece of wreckage of like I don't know a jet plane or something or something like that and she can see something shining like down beneath it but she has to move this huge piece of metal so I think she is being stubborn by just refusing to give up on this this shiny thing and spending like hours pushing and pulling at this massive piece of metal long after I think Cosmic and Pigeon get bored and walk off (laughs) bad yeah. One quick question that we never addressed. What is sorry, what is the like geography of this area? Is it like wooded? Is it like all barren rock? Is it deserty or like a quagmire or like what's I it? I kind of imagined like quite green and like plain like. Like I imagine like the grass grows back very quickly. Okay. Oh nice. So like I think people dump stuff in the junkyard and very quickly grass grows over it because I think that's an aspect of the wreckers. Mm. Or- like Lakshita. Yeah, I think I think yeah. just nature reclaims things very quickly here. Wait, shit! Did I just make a reference that yeah. everybody got? Wait, what was your reference? I said Lakshita. I didn't get that reference. Oh, you don't know Lapita? Okay. Oh, um, is that from Super Mario? No. Uh, no. So, are we thinking that like maybe maybe this junkyard, maybe the four quadrants are like in four like big craters? that have been like some sort of like old impact either from meteors or from the war against the enemy um and so we have these like four distinct parts of the junkyard that are craters filled with junk and grass and 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 you know brambles and things like that maybe they're either craters or mines and you can't really tell the difference Mm. plus a moon exploded like yeah maybe moon bits landed here maybe like Nobody quite knows what made these holes, or at least the people who know have forgotten. Yeah. Okay. You need to draw your card. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go to north, so I'm going to draw from, from pile north. Here we go. It's a queen of clubs. A queen of clubs. Queen of clubs. You got a face card. Unific- I got a face card. Is this unification of forces. What the fuck? Oh, yeah. These are CERN playing cards. <laughs> I, I didn't need to mention that, but they're CERN playing cards Excellent. from the scientific organization CERN. Excellent. How does your character feel? You must always state how your character feels about what happens. I think triumphant. Like, this is like... Yeah. (laughs) Like, was stubborn, stuck at the problem, and got something good out of it. So I think, like... Yeah, I think, I think like, after, like, several hours of this, and after everyone's left, you just hear this, like, cacophony of noise from across the junkyard as, like, this huge pile of metal topples over, um, and Ruth runs down and grabs the part. What does your part look like? You get the first pick. You get to draw, like, the, the do, first bit of the, of the mech. It's a dick. Oh, no. It's not a dick. Come on. We're children, Kitty. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a cockpit. Oh. <laughs> 
Yeah. And yeah, I was okay. I was close. <laughs> okay. Oh come on, <laughs> mechs have cockpits. Don't laugh at that. It's okay. We're not gonna laugh. Part of at a that. machine. Okay. Um, I don't think there's a seat in it, but I think there is. Oh, I get to draw this, don't I? Yeah. I think it's like a tube. So I think it's kind of a big metal cylinder, and it's got like. I think it's like paved or tiled with like seamless monices all on the inside. Ooh. And I think it's got like a a you know the spinny the spinny latches you have on submarines for opening doors, the <laughs> yeah, handles? Yeah. 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 It's got one of those at the top and you open that out and you drop into it from above. Okay. Uh, and there's definitely a space in there where like the seat is missing, but it's a cockpit. Okay. Very cool. So I will draw this on our sheet. Yay! draw it and while you are drawing it you need to think about uh the second part of finding a mech part which is where you briefly describe a moment or snapshot of the mech and its pilot based on the card that you drew interesting so what do you get a queen yeah so you have to show something to do with the mech's pilot okay so i think what we get is um it's lots of like close-ups of parts of this person's body and i think it's a human they're climbing up the side of this this cockpit they're unscrewing the the latch on the top uh dropping in and all the screens light up in a kind of sky blue mm. it's like a nice kind of sky gradient going up um mm. and we just see them smile as they settle down into the cockpit and i think they there's a sense that they feel more at home in this than than they do outside of it so they kind of sink into the seat that's nice and uh and just let rest their arms along along the seat. Yeah, very cool. That's nice. I like that. Okay, I will go next mm-hmm. because we'll move from we'll move in that same direction that we did bonds and things. I am also going to search a quadrant because we don't have any wreckers at the minute. So the, the two actions we can take is search parts or get wreckers out of the junkyard. But we don't start with any wreckers, so we don't have any wreckers at the minute. I am going to search the west. Uh, so. I think it's really late at night and I think that Pigeon and Wreath have both gone home and it's one of those nights where Cosmic just can't sleep and she spends it mostly on the roof of her like metal hut which is built out of several very burned up bits of like mech and and fighter planes and tanks and things and she's just looking up at this sky that is constantly covered in cloud from the wars that are raging across this planet and there are no stars and after a couple of hours of sitting out there um she's going to head into the west part of the junkyard to search for something to show pigeon or wreath if they come by tomorrow and i'm gonna bet my longing on that oh okay you ready for a card? Yeah. It's a Jack of Hearts. Hey! Oh, a face card! Ah! We're going to build a mech, baby! Okay. We're going to do it. So I think it's one of those things where there is a second as she is kind of like crouched over these bits of, of metal that are twisted and scarred and she's kind of running her fingers over bullet holes and where bits of metal have been rendered apart and burned and she sees something like glimmer beneath them the shine of something that hasn't been destroyed and as she kind of like ducks her head to have a look there is a second where the clouds part long enough for some light from one of the remaining moons to shine down in this little kind of sliver and she finds 
I think she finds a core. So I think she finds like this 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 engine like piece in the middle, and as she kind of like drags it out of the yeah. Well, okay, don't okay. And okay, listen. I made a funny gesture with my hands that looked like I was grabbing my tits, and I wasn't doing that. I didn't get that. <laughs> Thank Tell you. Tell us Ed. more about the core, you. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Okay. So it's this this engine like part. She doesn't quite realize what it is until she manages to turn it on, and it kind of. And it turns on, and, and she knows that this is something really special. And so she's going to drag it back to where the the cockpit is, like, sitting outside. I think probably the, the parts are being gathered by her house, because it's kind of out of the junkyard, and it's, like, tucked away and a bit safe. Um, and she is going to spend... No. <laughs> delete that. You don't get to draw. Delete those tits. No. Um, no. Are you, are you forming the robot? Can, can someone take a screenshot of that though? No, I won't. I don't like this. I'm going to take a screenshot. <laughs> I want this gone. I don't like this. Yeah, but how am Looks I going like to delete it... this without also deleting part of it? Look, now look. Oh, no. I have separated the two. <laughs> I'm sorry. Taking, taking the balls off the shark. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so, Jesus. Um, you said it was okay. a tube and then you gave it a bit on top. And... Oh, I'm sorry. Could you you were, yeah. Could you... Well, listen, Kitty's in the mindset of a 10-year-old, I'm so sorry. it's fine. I'm sorry, I am, I don't, I, yeah, I'm, 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 <laughs> yeah, I'm role-playing. Oh, God, no, we'd absolutely be like this, wouldn't you? We'd get this the thing back, and, and Rita would be like, yeah. oh, we found this thing, and then Pidgey would definitely be like, looks like a dick. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Cosmic, Cosmic, look, look, it's like a willy. Cosmic, look. It does not look like a dick. It does not look like a dick. God. So, I'm going to put the core on. Did you say what it could do? That's the first half, and then there's the second half. Yeah, so it's it's the engine piece. It's it's the piece that connects to everything else. And and Cosmic will spend the rest of that night gathering bits of wires and connectors to actually hook it up, so that now the monitors inside the cockpit will turn on when you when you turn the the core on. That's enormous, oh given that that cockpit fits an entire person in it. Yeah. Yeah. This could be a very big machine. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Like robots can get extremely big. You've seen Pacific Rim, man. That's true. That's very true. Have you done the thing about um briefly describing a moment or snapshot of the mecha? Yeah. So I think what happens is the next morning when when well, the next time that Pigeon and Wreath arrive, Cosmic is standing there covered in these these oil stains, like her her hands are bruised and bleeding from dragging this thing and the electric shocks as she's like put it together. Um, but she's kind of like leaning against it with like this huge grin on her Whoa. face, like, look what I did. Whoa. Look at this. That's so cool. Oh, it's Jack. So something to do with why this mech was made white special. Okay. So I think we see this this snapshot of the same pilot that we saw before, but younger, much, much younger. In fact, maybe like five or even ten years younger. And they are holding this little miniature model of the core and they've clearly made it it's like kind of badly soldered in some places but there is this moment as they hold it where they smile and then we flash forward to the future and they are older and they are covered in oil stains and they have like rags around their hands where there are blisters and bruises and they are inside of the core and they are like putting on the final parts and on the very inside in a bit where nobody would ever see i think they just draw a heart 
inside and they clamber out and they look at this core that they themselves have crafted and made from a design years ago and they smile Aww. sorry that it's going to end in tragedy it's pigeon time pigeons go pigeons go pigeons go all good stories end in tragedy pigeon that's not true but <laughs> no <laughs> turns up the morning that cosmic has found this thing and is like okay okay time to prove myself as a member of the team I know that Reith found something north, so I'm going to go north. And mm-hmm. I'm just going to sneak slinkily off, uh, fluttering over the disgusting grime beneath me. And I, there's, there's a big crash down thing where uh, Reith pulled their shiny bit out. And I'm slightly concerned about how stable it is. So I'm going to carry on flying and I'm going to turn bits over with the tip of my horn. So I'm okay. going to use my horn yeah. to look for stuff. And what part of your personality are you going to bet? Well, it says you can use any of your looks or items or whatever. So I'm betting oh. my horn. Okay. Mm. I didn't realize you could use your looks as well. Okay. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. Cool. It's a three of clubs. Oh, fuck. I'm afraid. Oh. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, no. The yeah. are after me. I'm tiny. You can't do this to me. Um... <laughs> The wreckers caught sight of me searching. Yes. <gasps> yeah. I uh, yeah. I'm I'm sticking my horn in in things, and I I lift up a corner of something, and I'm I'm poking around in the dirt, and from the dirt, a thin, uh, pale green shoot springs up, like you know those crazy plant things, funguses that take mm. over ants and stuff. And it really quickly uh, slides up my horn and starts wriggling around. And I go, ah! And I'm pulling back from it as hard as I can, as desperately as I can. Um, but the uh, the fungus that's spreading out from the vine that's wrapped around my horn is already making it start to sort of become frangible and crunchy. And, and bits of it are sort of crumpling off. And it's only oh my because God. most of the horn crumples off that I'm able to pull myself away. And flap oh. back over to you guys. Oh, jeez. In floods of tears. Oh. Uh, with, like, the, the shattered remnant of, like, maybe a third of it. Little stubby horn broken out of my head. Pigeon! <laughs> it was the ground ate me. What the fuck happened? What were you doing? Like, I just told you the ground ate me, God. What were you... <sighs> Why did you get so close? I was God. I was looking for a shiny thing. Look, I don't find oh. any shiny things. Come here, come here, come here, come here. <laughs> have you got any snacks? I've got snacks that you brought. That's fine. Can I have the last chocolate one? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Okay, I'll have that. <laughs> okay. So there are now wreckers in the north quadrant. There are. I have rotated the deck. So okay. guys. For my beautiful horn. It's lost forever for the rest of the game. Oh, you've lost your horn. Wreath. I am not going to go back north right now. <laughs> yeah, fair. Um, I'm going to go east. But Wreath, you're um, so big and brave. <laughs> yeah, she is. But she's also curious. And right now she's she's interested in what's east because I don't think she's looked there before. Mm. Um, And what she finds there is that this is a place where they dumped a lot of the stuff from the lab where her species was created. Ooh. Ooh. Um, so she's just, like, 
looking through these kind of bits of machinery and and things like that and bits of like uh crystals and things like that that have just been like scattered around and dumped and i think some of them have like bullet holes and stuff in i think there's a sign here that that maybe this wasn't a peaceful uh shutdown of this this lab mm. uh, and i'm gonna draw a card from the east deck i got a king of diamonds oh my god, oh my god. it's all coming up trumps no oh one no god. wonder pigeon is enamored yeah i know Reed's fucking good at this <laughs> so let's have a look at what happens we get a part what part do i want to put in i think what she finds is a head Ooh. and what it is is it's a kind of it's a big square thing with like a huge variety of sensors built into it like little dishes little discs things like that and there's a big um hole in it where the cylinder clearly mm. slots into and connects yeah it also has this thing where it's got like a little slide on it and on that slide is a seat which <sighs> pushes back when it's connected pushes back through the cylinder uh and pushes so so the cylinder drops down and the the seat slides out of the head into the cylinder when Ooh, it's moved into place okay out of what part of the head back of the head so where the head connects to the to the cylinder so it doesn't like vomit no it doesn't no and to wreath it looks like these these sensors could see forever looks like they could see to the other end of the universe that's really cool so i'm gonna draw that in um yeah that's my head cool <laughs> these are supposed to be sensors down down at the bottom but okay i didn't draw with a thin enough pen so you know <laughs> just it looks great theater of the mind it's good yeah it's, good. it's starting it. to it's look great. a bit like a weird kind of turtle penguin thing yeah, with the... yeah it does yeah. now that i realize yeah. that it's a sort of turtle yeah. face it is a turtle face yeah before that it looked like a bit katamari damasi which is a very good look but this is very good yeah um and now i've got to describe something about the mech and the pilot yeah something to do with the mech's final mission oh cool at this point we're slightly rebuilding an existing mech rather than building our own yeah I mean, we are rebuilding an existing mech. We're finding parts of a mech that, that already existed, right? Oh, yeah, but we could. Actually, that's a very good point. But there's probably more than one broken mech. I mean, yeah, are these parts of different mechs? Is that the thing? Well, I mean, I, presumably yeah. we can do. There must be more than one dead mech in this junkyard. Yeah, that's fair. I, I had interpreted it as you, you, fought, you found the original mech of someone, but actually you, you bring up a very good point. We can go hog wild on it. We can have different parts. Well, because I assumed that it was you just have lots of different bits and you have to tie them together with duct tape. Yeah. I think it's meant to be one mech because I think we're meant to be effectively telling a story about this mech because if all the different stories are disconnected, then you can't really draw a through line between them. Hmm. And I think I think that's more valuable here than than the other parts, if you know what I mean. Game theory. I'm still thinking about what it should be. So I've got this head. Weirdly, I'm regretting drawing a head, but that's fine. Um... <laughs> I sort of wish I'd drawn a different body part, but there we go. Ooh, I know what it is. I think what we see is that the pilot is sitting in the cockpit, which is slid out, and as they take off, they get an update to their mission log. So a big thing flashes on the screen and it says, top secret, classified information. And then what comes up is a picture of the moon of this planet. Oh, you wouldn't. I just did. I just did. Haven't I lost enough? Oh my god. That's very good. Alright, my go. I'm gonna get the wreckers out of the quadrant. The north quadrant. 
And the scene I would like to set, if you will bear with me, it's kind of early evening, sunset, although it's smoggy and gritty and not at all pretty. And I think that Cosmic and Wreath are hanging out by this kind of chest and head bit of of the mech and I think that they're kind of like sitting by it and kind of half watching the sun go down and maybe like sharing some sort of meal I think like like, there's maybe an unspoken acknowledgement that Cosmic does not have access to a lot of resources like good food and therefore those with more access sometimes bring them I think at this point Pigeon is asleep in the back with their face made with chocolate. Yeah, I think, yes, I like that. Wreath is is trying to do a backflip. That's sensitive. (laughs) it's great. Uh, (laughs) And I think Cosmic, like, turns to Wreath and she says, what do you want to do? Like, at the end of it all. What do you mean at the end of it all? At the end, or... At the end of what? School? Sure. School. Or the summer, today, the year, the war. What do you want to do at the end of it? I just want to not be here. This place sucks, and I want to go. I want to see... I just want to see out there. And she points up into space. You see that? That that light up there? Let's just go to that one. Probably all the same. There's no way it's all the same. There's gotta be so much going on out there. It's probably all the same at the end. And she is going to stand up and take this kind of makeshift, like, machete weapon scythe that she has. and Sides. Yeah. And she's going to kind of, like, start walking off towards the north quadrant and kind of, like, look back over her shoulder and say, I'm going to see if I can find any of Pigeon's fucking horn. And then, like, go and try and, like, hack and slash. Hey, I'm coming. You don't have to. I don't need you. No, I'm I'm coming too. You wouldn't rather be with Pigeon? <laughs> Pigeon's asleep. <laughs> Fine. I'm so I'm going to bet angry is what I'm going to bet on this one. I'm trying to get the wreckers out. So please draw me a card. You got a 4 of clubs. Oh shit. Ooh, okay. So they caught sight of well, they quote unquote caught sight of me searching. Okay. So it changes my anger. I think what happens is that Wreath and Cosmic go into this area to try and like cut back some of the nature, some of the wreckers that that are in there wrecking everything. And it gets to like this kind of competition kind of scenario where like they're both doing a lot of damage. And then I think that Cosmic slips and she kind of like half falls down this like slope that's been half covered and like she is really badly physically hurt and she needs wreath to help her to rescue her and i think that turns her angry her anger to fury and so i think like it it makes that that anger away from kind of like a a helpful kind of anger and into something that's much more kind of bitter and a little bit more reckless yeah like reckless reckless abandon What's a good word for like when you're angry but also reckless? R- rangry. <laughs> rangry. 
<laughs> love it. Love Rangry. Yeah. Okay. So I think angry goes to to Rangry. Because it doesn't say that I have to lose that personality trait. It says it changes and you don't have access to it again. So So you're not angry anymore. You're just something else. Yeah, you can't be angry. You can only be furious. <laughs> I think, yeah, but I think reckless comes into that. So it's no longer like... Because anger can be quite cold. It can be quite like a cold, methodical anger. Mm. Like, that, that's gone now. It's all kind of passion and fury type things. Mm. So cool. I'm going to interpret yeah, that one cool. anyway. Cool. It's pigeon cool. time. Pigeon time. It's pigeon time. Pigeon wakes up and there's nobody there. And they're like, they've got crusty drool Ugh. chocolate in the fur yeah. on their muzzle. And it's not nice. And they're like, yeah. And then they reach up to see if what's happening with their horn, and they go, "Okay," because it's all broken off and and spiky. And they have a vague thought that maybe they could find like a file somewhere so that it didn't have sharp bits on it, and like that might make it a bit less awful. Um, and they're gonna sort of wander off, and they're not going north because north is where the bad things mm. are. And I think they're gonna amble sufficiently randomly. They're going to go south because no one's gone south. Cool. And they're sort of vaguely looking around, but they're actually just sort of fiddling with the shot. But you know, like when you've got like a, a, a loose tooth mm. or something uh, or, 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 or a scab on your knee and you're just because they're only 10 and they're just basically fiddling with the shot bit on their horn. Oh. And not really paying attention and going, Is it, does it look really stupid? Oh. Are the others going to think I look stupid? God, I am stupid. Why did I do that? And I'm going to bet the quality of being distracted. Okay. Well, interesting. And I'm kind of looking for a mech part. Yeah. Okay. It's a three, I'm oh, afraid. No! <laughs> oh, no! Pigeon, they swatted you again. Jesus Christ, Pigeon. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm not paying attention. So I carry on walking around and I'm thinking... Oh, and I'm singing as well. Oh, I forgot to mention What are you this. singing? I'm, go- I'm singing to myself. I'm singing, put on your Sunday clothes. There's lots of world out there. Oh. Get out the brillantine and dime cigars. <laughs> We're going to find adventure in the evening. Ah! <laughs> and then I fall, I fall over because I get tripped up by a vine. And uh, the vine is crawling up my leg. And I'm like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. Because I know that that's a bad thing. Because last time it turned my horn into fungus and it broke yeah. off. And I managed to scrabble desperately because I've got claws. Because yeah. I'm a lion. Uh, and I scrabble desperately and I get away from it. But also I leap back up to my feet and I'm like, I am going to pay attention from now on when I'm here. I'm going to pay attention and I am not distracted anymore. And I start getting really, like, over, over, um cautious mm, and anxious okay and i scamper back and i don't know when i get back are you guys back yet or not? no i don't think so you're not back yet all right i go exactly to where i was lying down before and i lie down and i pretend to be asleep oh okay and i'm not going to tell you what happened okay Ooh. so we have to turn that deck as well yep. all right wreath i think wreath is still curious about what happened to her people mm. or what happened to the experiments and the lab or whatever where where her people were created and i think hey cosmic do you want to do you want to come check this out with me check what out i think i found some old experiment stuff experiments of what yeah i don't know i mean there's all crystals and stuff i think it might be to do with you know 
you.